Hello, welcome to the Human Systems Dynamics Patterns and Possibilities podcast. I'm your host, Ms. Handy, and I have the distinct honor and pleasure of sharing Human Systems Dynamics theory and how we can apply it in our personal and professional lives. I'm also going to highlight some of the wicked patterns that often show up in the world, in our workplaces, our homes, relationships, neighborhoods, and communities. We appreciate you joining us with your curious minds. And in this episode, we're going to talk about a subject that we hope you will find as interesting as we do. And that episode starts right now. Have you ever been curious about the difference between communication and conversation? Well, if you have, you're not alone. One of Mark Twain's quotes says, let us make a special effort to stop communicating with each other so we can have some conversation. The topic of this episode is facilitating conversation, a day-to-day skill you need. And in fact, it is also the title of a blog written by Royce Holiday, one of the HSD thought leaders in April 2021. Before I share Royce's blog with you, allow me to tell you why this topic is so interesting to me. I became a certified facilitator in 2005. At that time, there was a very strong and rigid template for facilitation how to do it, when to do it. And in my world, there was a really strong emphasis on consensus building. But since then, if we fast forward to now, so much has changed when it comes to facilitation. And I'm really glad that it has. Royce Holiday agrees. And in fact, she says that facilitation has outgrown its traditional image. Is no longer about an individual at the front of the room guiding a group of people through processes. It's no longer just about decision-making, conflict resolution, or team building. Many factors in today's world have brought a new look to the role of facilitation. Recent significant social changes help to shape this new look. Online meetings call for us to rethink working with others toward shared outcomes. Growing diversity calls for inclusive responses that reflect multiple perspectives. Difference brings tensions that can be leveraged toward increased coherence. Examples of these social shifts are woven into our daily lives. We understand that facilitation skills are needed in day-to-day life. We need communication styles that allow us to be more agile in conversations at all scales of our interactions. Several years ago, Glenda O'Young and I reflected on patterns of excellent facilitation she and I had observed over time. We explored the question from two perspectives. Behavioral perspectives look at actions taken by great facilitators as they work with groups. Cognitive perspectives 
capture the thinking and processing that happens as great facilitators work. I decided to revisit those perspectives in light of our need for facilitation skills in everyday interactions. In rereading them, I am struck by how they can inform my engagement in day-to-day conversations. They can help me consider my actions differently as I engage with those around me. They also help me process the interaction differently as well. Behavioral and cognitive perspectives remind me that a conversation is not just about me. It is not about how I come out ahead in my interactions. It is not about always convincing others. Conversation can be about opening space to explore differences and to create generative connections. In today's divisive and complex interactions, I am becoming more aware of participating in ways that open the conversation rather than closing it down. Glenda and I identified patterns that describe benefits for each perspective. I have created a series of questions to reflect on as participant facilitator at all scales of interaction. In short, here are the descriptions and reflection questions that go with them. Behavioral perspectives help me consider how I participate in conversations. We build relationships by asking, what is the invitation I give to others? And how do I express that invitation through what I say and what I do? We take others' points of view by asking, how do I shift my assumptions to consider others' points of views? And what enables me to be more curious about others' views? We discern patterns by asking, What patterns can I see that inform me about others in the interaction? And what patterns can I see that inform me about my role or contribution? We generate options by asking, how do I use each conversation as a springboard to new ideas and options? And when and how do I damp what might be possible? Cognitive perspectives are about how I think of the dynamics of my conversations. We see layers and scales by asking what bigger picture lies beyond this person's perspective and what is a smaller picture? What can I learn from zooming into the smaller picture or zooming in to the larger picture? We observe systems by asking, how are the connections that show up in this conversation? How are those connections dependent on each other? And what does not seem connected that maybe should or could be? We consider dynamics by asking, what patterns do I see or hear in this conversation? And what tensions am I aware of and how can I respond to them? We explore the whole and the parts by asking, what are ways this person is connected to a larger system or group? And how might that larger group influence this person? How does this person influence the larger group? 
The role of a facilitator is to make a process or action easy or easier. Why not borrow ideas from great facilitators to make our everyday conversations easier? Facilitation doesn't just have to happen in large groups. That is the blog, Facilitating Conversation, a day-to-day skill you need, written by Royce Holiday in April 2021. I encourage you to visit the blog. Check it out at hsdinstitute.org. I'll be back in just a moment and share how I have changed my role as a facilitator. Whether or not you are a certified facilitator or not does not matter. The one thing that we all have in common is that we are all involved in conversations. Some of them may occur at a large scale, smaller scale, or even one-on-one. But there is something in Royce's blog that we can all use and apply to those conversations. And even in my role as a certified facilitator, I've changed the whole way I look at it, the whole way I perform my job now. I'm not standing at the front of the room anymore with a whiteboard writing down every single thing that's said. I am seated amongst the other participants in the room. In fact, I don't even think of myself as a facilitator anymore. If I had to really characterize it, I tend to think of it as being a driver. And I'm actually taking a group of participants in one large vehicle to a particular place. And when we get there, I don't just drop them off and leave. I stay there. I hang out with them until we get to the end until we're finished, immersed fully in the conversation with them. I'm looking at the energy that I bring into the room and the energy of the other participants in the room. I'm paying attention to body language, mine and theirs. I'm listening for what's being said and also what's not being said. I'm leaving room for new topics of conversation that are relevant to emerge. I'm also paying attention to what's happening in the room that may be relevant to what's happening outside in the world and paying attention to what's happening in the world and bringing those things into the room if it's necessary. Paying attention to who's participating and who's not and what might be causing them to participate or not. What is the energy like in the room? Is there any tension between certain individuals And when certain topics come up, does that bring tension into the room? When that tension occurs, how do I handle it? How do I respond and react? And how do the other participants respond and react? My role as a facilitator is much more involved and inclusive, trying to make sure that everyone has their hands in the clay. Doing that alone shifts the energy, not just for me, but for everyone that is involved. It's made facilitation a much more exciting process. We've gone from consensus building to brainstorming, strategic planning, and even team building. And now we're using it for conversations. I urge you, if you're not already doing these types of things, asking these types of questions, 
paying attention to the patterns that not only show up in you, but in the other people that are participating. Change the way you view yourself. Actually, everyone in the room can serve as facilitator in some form or fashion. It does not have to just be one person running the show. It's not about us, as Roy said. It's about the inclusion of everyone in the conversation. That is the episode, Facilitating Conversation, a Day-to-Day Skill You Need. If you're not doing this already, I ask you to please try it and let me know how it's worked for you. In our next episode, we're going to talk about power and how it impacts generative engagement.